Welcome to episode 315 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Hey team, welcome along to episode 315 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James. Oh, how are you going, mate? I'm very good. Back yeah. in the studios, mate? Yes, good to be back. It's good to be back. Hello. John just said something to me that's actually pretty revolutionary in, in his world. He said to me he's considering buying a Mac. Considering at this stage, having a few PC issues, and it's, 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 I've, I've just about reached breaking point. Seven years, nearly seven <laughs> years, you know, just been going, mate, do it, do it. And, uh, <laughs> The hope is opening up. Is. I'm Talk is proudly brought to you by... Coffeesofwai.com. I've, got another, I've actually got a very interesting coffee fact this week. Nice. Mm. Athlinks.com. Social networking for endurance athletes. And extreme endurance. Lactic buffer to help you go faster. In this week's show, guys, we've got a bit of news. Actually, it's going to be, it could be a long show. It has potential, potential to be the longest. No, I don't think so. No, there's not a lot in there other than... We've got a couple of interviews. I did add a few questions at the end or answers. Oh, yeah. okay. Sneaky. Yeah. I just, it's very well sometimes. Yeah. Uh, news, we've got some news. We've got website of the week. We've got an interview. Now, say this name, John. Inigo San Milan. That's a great name. Yes. And Inigo San Milan. We're going to talk with him. He's going to, it's going to be interesting. Who is he? He's a, um, a physiologist and he's, he's worked with some of the top um, Tour de France cycling teams and really looking at... You need to turn your sound down. you got the internet and it's going click, 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 all the time. That's your f- computer. No, it's not. It is so. You sure? Yes, positive. What are you pursuing that? I don't know. There you go. Another no, black I mark. Black Wait a mark. second. I don't know. I, I, well, I was wondering what the noise was and your computer's going click, click, it does it okay well we'll figure it out by the okay. end of the show listen, whose, whose computer's doing let's it let's listen carefully I think it's yours but anyway this guy he's uh, he's uh, what what sort of sparked my interest was um, somebody flicked through uh, an article based on um, some wind tunnel testing but he takes it a step further and what he found with the wind tunnel testing was that great you can get into this amazingly aerodynamic position but the metabolic cost of being in that position is uh, far outweighs what gains you get from being more arrows so we're going to just discuss that and we've also got Rasmus Henning um, mm. on the show who's uh, recently released a book about um, an e-book his, uh, last Kindle year's book. racing and um, kind of it's, well we haven't actually read it but it's kind of about the idea of how does a pro make it work and a bit of a sort of a bit of a diary of the year yeah. and normally you get those books when somebody's won the Tour de France or won Hawaii or whatever like that but he had a pretty crappy year so yeah it's well going was to last be year wrote that was the year before was right, wasn't it? Uh, I think it was the year before. Yeah. Yep. I'll, I'll go to my try ratings uh, page before we, before we start, but I'm pretty sure it was the year before. So, uh, yeah, a bit of an insight into the life of a pro triathlete, and uh, I don't think it's all the glamour we, we think it might well be. Okay, team. Uh, news is probably brought to you by sallystry.com. Uh, check them out. So, first of all, we've got some results coming up from last weekend, and we had the Challenge E2U. European Half Ironman Championships and Andreas Raylu kind of dominated the dojo. Well, not really. A minute and a half, two minutes. Yeah, so um, it's no Ironman's racing over the weekend, so this was the, the best we had. But European champs, it's a, it's a big deal. Americans and Kiwis and stuff probably don't think oh, too much of it, but for the Europeans, it is a big deal. Um, and Silva so and prize money? Sodri, uh, don't know. Okay. I think it'd be pretty Heaps. reasonable. Heaps. Um, but Andreas Rader took it out, 348.15 from Sylvain Sudri, who has been a, I don't know if he's been an ITU World 
um, long distance champion, but he's certainly been on the podium before, I know. Um, by 2 minutes 40 with Sebastian Kilner, the machine cyclist that he is, uh, back in third and um, 351. And Mike Aragos in fourth, fourth, so pretty good field. Timo Brach down there in sixth. And the girl side of things, Lenny Jensen took it out in t- 4 hours 20. Did she? From I thought it was Julia. Oh, sorry, I was right. I was wrong. Yeah. I was wrong. You were Even right. when you're wrong, you think you're right. Yes. <laughs> Close racing then. Close racing. Good spotting, Bevan. Julia my job. Geiger um, took it out in 4.20 and only 36 seconds back was Lini Jensen and Delphine Peltier from France was in third place. We've got an email from, um, I thought, oh, let's talk about this race. This race, you know, for the Europeans does really help with their national bodies because if they win this race, they can get some funding, can't they? It's usually the case. It would certainly help them. Mm, and, because uh, for a long course, guys, they don't really get any funding at all, do they? And yeah, for, for the um, for age groupers, it's also, you know, European champs is a, is a reasonably big deal. So if and you know what? Like, I've never raced for New Zealand as a triathlete, but I do think it's kind of cool to be able to rock up and you, you know your country's outfit mm. and you know and, and some would argue then in some countries it's quite easy to get to world champs but still it's oh. you know it's still a pretty cool achievement isn't it exactly um and it's different because when you when you do go to race at, for wtc races you are racing more much more as an individual whereas when you go to these races you know you got the team kit you have team meetings team this that and the you other have a team, team meeting yeah yeah wow. so you feel part of the are the team meetings good or boring uh, they're sensational do you do you take the team meetings have you ever taken a team meeting at a world championship? No, I have not. Do you think you will one day? Gina Crawford was only in sixth place and Yvonne Van Vlerk in seventh. Yeah, that's all there. Pretty slow for those girls. Yeah, pick it up, eh? Pick it up, Shut girls. Up, girls, Shut come up on. Up. Although, pretty pretty good field because do you think number one took the one for 20 and then number nine was for 34, but basically within eight minutes they had the top eight, so... Not bad. Not bad for a, for a longer course race. Yes. John. I made a mistake. You made a mistake. And Anthony's pulled you up. Anthony, have we ever got a last name? I, I think it's Anthony Lowe's. Lowe's, yeah. He's not sure if you guys are all fussed about the age grouper of the week. And I'm Kent. very fussed. Well, you didn't fuss that much enough to do, well, your, do your work, did you? Well, we were just... You were right on track when discussing Mecca finishing 10th, 9th pro, but then reading out Damon Angus is for the top age grouper and who finished 11th, a guy named Brett Carter, he thinks it's Brett Carter, did you do your research on I that? I did not, he just trusted it. Yeah. Did an 8.44 to finish in the, around the top five. Nice. That's pretty phenomenal because Ken's wasn't a, an easy field. You no. know, like so occasionally you get the old age group who gets you maybe top 10, top yeah. five, and you know, there's only two pros who are actually any good there. And then, exactly. You know, but... Ken's actually had a pretty sharp field, so for him to pull off a top five at that race and eight forty four, I don't recall off the top of my head. Why don't we? Why don't we do this instead of talk, instead of plucking things? John's out got the internet today, and he's loving it because um, normally he doesn't have the internet. And but it wasn't an amazingly fast course, so an eight forty four is uh, is pretty sensational. How much money would he have got? He wouldn't have got anything. And that's no, no, no. If he rests as a pro, oh, quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, gutted. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I, I'll tell you. No, I won't tell you in a couple of seconds. Well, it was how much? It was a hundred thousand dollar race, wasn't it? Hundred, hundred, hundred thousand euro. Yeah. So it was like twenty thousand for first. So I'm, I'm going to take a guess. I would have thought it'd be <clears throat> five grand. Maybe not five. Probably like three. I would have thought. Not bad. Not not bad. Not bad. Right. Let's 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 give the Ironman Ken's website. Um, tell, time. Let's just see if we can find the results easily. So I've come to the I've come to their homepage, Ironman Ken's. Dot com. Can I find the results anywhere within about one minute? Okay, I'll give you 30 seconds. Ready, go. Dun, 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 pa- would it be under participant dun, 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 participation dun, 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 info? No, this isn't dun, good podcasting. Oh, here we go. Results. Dun, dun, here we go. Second. Dun, 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 dun. 
boom results. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Ken's Airport, Iron Man Ken's. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Here we go, okay. Yes. Iron Man individuals. Oh, come on, John, you're killing way more than 30 seconds. Race results. If you're a new listener to the show, the show's much better than this normally. Normally is. Here we go, right, right, right. David Dallow first, Cameron Brown second, Jimmy Johnson third, Maddie White fourth, Peter Brusick fifth, Leon Griffin sixth, Brett Carter, glad we did our piece here because he actually got seventh yep, but at 8.44. Did 49 minutes swim, that's, that's solid. Um, and you've got to remember that they would have, they didn't start with the pros, so that's 49 yeah. minutes solo, that's, that's solid. Then he rode 4.41 and then he ran a 3.08. So nice. at 8.44, he was only 30 minutes behind David Dallow, the, the race winner. Nice. So that's 8.15 for the winner. That's not the fastest course around. It's 8.44. That's a, that's a real 8.44. That's a real 8.44 for those yeah. of you who have done it at other races. Yeah. Where did you do your 8.44? I did my, I did my hoax <laughs> 8.51 or whatever it is in, in right. It's not a real 8.51. They always come with a bit of an asterisk <laughs> next to them. So anyway, very well done. We take back our error from last week. Brett Carter, outstanding performance. Oh, yeah, good work. Coming up this weekend, we have Ironman Regensburg. Yes, and yes. we've got uh, we've got two clear favourites here, oh. Bevan. <laughs> we've already recorded this bit, and he was he was claiming only one favourite, but then we've got two, haven't we? Well, the, the clear favourite on uh, tryrating.com is Dirk Bockel. His rating comes in at eight twenty five, which has him ranked eighth on the the system. But I guess the big challenger, the big unknown, is Michael Raylert, uh, who is down to start. Now this is his first Ironman race. Now he was meant to do What the Ironman. hell have you got, you goober? <laughs> I've uh, old Audio Technica have sent us through some new gear. We love Audio Technica, and they're giving us some some microphones. And I've got one of the clips. I mean the headsets. And I've got a clip stuck to my eyebrow like a teenage kid. I'll, I'll take a photo and put it on the Facebook. Cool. Um, so Dirk Bockel has is, is got a he's got an impressive record. We discussed when we just recorded this before. He's only done five Ironmans. He's had a fourth in Kona. He's had an eighth in Kona. And he's had a seventh in Kona. And then he's had two thirds, um, one at Ironman New Zealand and one at Ironman Florida. So he's a big-time racer. You know, that's, that's a pretty... He's a big-time racer. That's a, that's a pretty... Oh, oh, I didn't really get it. I'm just taking photos of myself so oh, I can give it some look. Great. Oh, here it goes. Time. Beautiful. There yep. you go. Um, so he's a big time racer, and so you'd expect him to win statistically, but then. Well, John, uh, Michael the interesting Rayburn. thing is he doesn't know what it's like to win a race. That's true. Not Pressure. an Ironman race. He's, 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 a, the, he's, he's a big time racer, but he's not a big time winner yet. Yes. So it's going to be really interesting to see if it really just comes down to a two horse battle. But well, we Michael know it's a legend at 70.3. Mm. Now, it, tell me this, Bevan. I'll tell you anything. He's not the current 70.3 world champion, is no, he? No, he's not. So Who is? he's going to have to Crowley. accumulate. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Well done. 10 points for you, top of the class. That's my job. So he's, if he wants to race Kona, he's going to have to accumulate a few points, and, and Regensburg is not. But does, now, if you win Ironman World Championships, you get five years of mm-hmm. just confirmation. Is the same with 70.3? I don't believe so. Okay. So Michael Raylert is going to have to gain some points if he wants to get to Kona, because uh, this weekend is not a, a massively high points scoring race. So we're going to have, have to see. Have, have, have we done our research on this? Iron Man <laughs> rankings. Man pro member. I'll keep talking about who else is in the race. We've got Pete Provostic, so he'll probably do about like an eight forty seven point seventeen based on the rankings. We've got uh, Andreas Wolpert, 
Um, Paul Hawkins, Craig Twig. It's putting random P- names. Peter Vabrusic. They check this out. So so far this year, let's see. He's done Ironman Cairns. He's done Ironman Lanzarote. He's done Ironman South Africa. Mm. He's done Ironman Melbourne. He's done Challenge Wanaka, and then he also did uh, Western Australia. So two, four, five, five Ironmans already this year, and he had Western Australia, which is in December. So it's almost this season. And he's had a fifth, a sixth, a sixth, a thirteenth, and a sixth, and a sixth. And he always gets around fifth and sixth, doesn't he? You know, like exactly. he, he, he has won some races over the years, but he, he's missed the consistency as well, isn't he? He just kind of knows one gear and stays in it. Mm-hmm. It's always around that kind of 840 to 850 mark. He's a bit of a legend, really, isn't he? He is a bit of a legend. Okay, the girls side of things, we've got two two females racing in the race. What? Monica <laughs> Statman yeah. and Heidi Cisner. So if, if you're female pro, man, I know this isn't this is not a massively um, big prize money race. It is uh, still if only two people are turning up, you're getting the payday. It's a thousand point race, and it's twenty five thousand dollars prize money. And on a twenty five thousand dollar prize money um, race, you get five thousand for first place. You get two thousand seven hundred and fifty for second. Seventeen hundred and fifty for third, twelve fifty for fourth, thousand for fifth, and seven fifty for sixth. So those girls, uh, some, if somebody wants to do a late entry, they can just go pop along, pull out a cruisy Ironman, and take home seventeen hundred. Have, have you figured out Raylut's ranking? Uh, his ranking. It was your job. This no, I was, I was looking for the prize money. His ranking will be terrible because he hasn't done an Ironman. And oh. Okay. Well, there's there's a lot of people registered. Yeah, it is, it is going nowhere. <laughs> I'm in Regensburg coming up this weekend. Okay, and we've also got um, Berlin Triathlon, and we've also got Goto Nazasaki Ironman, which is the old Ironman Japan circuit, John. Yes, sounds like a really challenging course. The swim will be an amazing beach with some 20 kilometres from the final finish line, and the bike course is being um, eulogised as being tough, no holds barred, Euro style course with even a mini version of Alpe d'Huez indeed. Nice. The bike course heads up the um, heads up from the swim back to Fuki around um, one of the five long extinct volcanoes and continues circumnavigating the island so it sounds like a cool race it'll be interesting to see what kind of numbers they get based on the fact that it's not an Ironman race like Ironman Japan is one of the oldest races out there isn't it it is they'll get big numbers but they won't, might, we probably won't hear anything about it because they may not well have a pro field or anything like that as such but races in Japan are always massive they're mm. huge they're often usually just sell out because there's not that many and as we know there's very few races in Asia John, um, Bevan's ITU update. This controversy is is in in trouble. There's war in Great Britain right now. Uh, There's more than war in Great Britain. World War Three is happening in the triathlon world in Great Britain. Tim Henning sent me through an email. Hemming. Yeah, yeah. Tim. Tim, Yeah, he didn't didn't win the French Open this weekend. Who won? Do you know? Nadal. Yeah. Yeah, this morning. I kind of wanted Dokovic to win. Yeah. Well, just because. Just because. To get all four in one year, I know exactly. it's not the same year. It's a pretty amazing achievement. Yeah. But you, I love Nadal as well. So, but anyway, I'll give the update. You give me the insight. So he he sent me through an email, even with points, John. He did a list. Okay. You like okay. list, don't you? Yes, so I, I do. One one. Yep. He said, "Great bit of name the men as Brownlee brothers and Stuart Hayes as a domestique woman. Helen Jenkins, Vicky Holland, and Lucy Hall." Um, who's um, domestic as well? Mm-hmm. Liz um, Blatchford and Jody Simpson, Simpson, yeah. and Will Clark, who have all secured top fifteen positions uh, during the selection process, appealed to the decision, but were turned away. However, it did not delay. They did delay the announcement by a day, as the BOA fretted over the threat of legal action. It's an important point. One of the reasons these three athletes feel aggravated is that they partially thought, or it was their efforts that basically achieved the third slot. 
in the race. And then he kind of goes on and argues that the Brownlee boys don't need a domestic because, you know, like the domestic can't stay with them. And it's kind of a bit unfair if this is going to happen. He's saying, well, if these, if these guys like the ones who missed out, maybe if WTC can start putting a bit more money into 5150s, is it going to dilute the Olympic sport? I don't think so. And, and whilst these uh, these athletes are crying foul, they'll be getting plenty. Why. Of, oh, you can totally see why. I'd be absolutely, my undies off over this one. Yeah, but um, they will have been getting good funding over the last few years. It's not like they were having to, you know, for, for Ironman athletes, they've got to shell out of their own pocket to go and do races. Yeah, but still, in, in this situation, so Stuart Haynes, Hayes, yeah, he hasn't done a lot, has he? He's 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 good athlete. He's he's won a World Championship Series race. He's a great swimmer, great biker, not the greatest runner, but he's, okay, he's no, a sorry. good athlete. I'm sorry, I'm talking about Lucy Hall. Don't know a lot about Lucy. She hasn't Hall. done a lot. Barely ranks in the top fifty in the world. The the thing is, bottom line, what matters um, with a high performance program? It's winning a medal at the Olympics. I'm That's just all disgusted. that matters. Well, you can be disgusted all you like. Uh, uh, other countries would do do similar things. Um, what would you do, John? I don't know if I would definitely pick the, those individuals. I don't know enough about um, other people in their system. But all that matters is they get a medal. And so if, if one of the Brownleys, for example, got a puncher or something like that, I know they're normally in the front group, but if they got a puncher, did a wheel change or something like that, or and that person was able to drag them back up to the group, all that matters is you get a medal. Who cares? <coughs> Nobody cares. Well, no, people care. The National Federation... Sorry, who cares right now? Will Clark. Yeah, they care. He's, he's pretty caring. And he's a very good... He is a really good athlete. He's as good as any of our New Zealand athletes, and we've got three going. And he's not going. So, so he's not Come going. New Zealand, Will. Come um, to New Zealand. But for the National Federation, all they're judged on is did you get a medal or not. If, if, if they have Will Clark, if he'd, he'd gone and he'd fin- had a great race and finished 12th, it's not going to affect their funding at all. But so Will Clark, is he not good enough to pull... Like, is he not as good as Stuart Hayes? Well, he's not quite as good a swimmer, and so he may not make that front group. And, uh, and so that's the scenario they've sort of got, they've got there. So you have no sympathy, John? I've got, certainly got sympathy for well, them. Well, you don't sound like you have. Well, but, I cried but myself to sleep last night for these guys. If, if I was in the selector's position and you had two fantastic athletes, I would definitely pick a domestique as, your third, as my third athlete if I was a selector. So I don't really have too much of an issue. There's more. There's, there's equally as much controversy in Australia. Snowsill. Because Emma Snowsill has not been selected. I think that's a much bigger story than this. Well, what's the story there, John? She hasn't been selected. She's a reigning Olympic champion. She's probably, you could argue, she's the most awesome... Greatest ever. Olympic distance athlete. And if she was fit, I'm putting a huge amount of money on her winning that the gold medal. If she, but that's the issue is she's, she hasn't been fit she hasn't th- thrown a lot of um, form about but the, all the girls have just been breathing a huge sigh of relief going Phew. If, if, if she came and if she was on form she would just crush us all absolutely crush so it so Australians are stupid sorry Australians but it's just, it's just selectors not Australians because I love Australians mm. they're like our brothers it is, it's, I just they, they get them every Olympics the Australians get themselves completely in the crapper with their selections every single Olympics but is that because happened. Australia's so strong well they're not any, I mean yes they are and they aren't you know um, like it's a, it's a bigger problem for Australia whereas New Zealand we've kind of got five athletes to choose from and really mm. we've got two who are really good and a couple who are kind of next level so you know, New Zealand, it's pretty easy to go. Well, these are the guys who are going. Whereas in Australia, you might have I don't I don't know, but do no, you no, have they've, they've got guys? No, they've got four basically, like four girls. They had to pick three out of four that were serious contenders, and uh, I don't know. It's a big call leaving what, what, us. What's no happening still. in the triathlon circles in Australia then? Oh, controversy all over the place, is and, it and really? most most of, a lot of the pro athletes around are going. You guys are 
idiots. Oh, really? Because... Yeah, it does seem odd. Mm, it's going to be... You back uh, your champion, don't you? You would. It'd be, it's exactly the same. If Chrissy Wellington turns around in... Um, Five years? Couple, no, Three years? A couple of years' time. Maybe she comes back in, in two years' time and she has some just average results. You know, she's, she's doing okay. But then you, you, you've got the Olympics of triathlon in Kona or something like that and you've got to select three women. And you had... Um, say you'd, say Joycey was smoking it and you had uh, Leander Cave doing really well and maybe one other British girl doing, doing really well. So you had three really good girls who would probably finish, you know, maybe in the top six, top seven. Would you pick Chrissy? You have to, don't you? Just yeah. based on history. Yeah, so, but, they, but they have chosen not to go down that path. And what's going to be interesting is that I, I have a, my gut feeling is Aussies might not come home with any medals out of the girls. Because say you went... Uh, We're going to get one, aren't we? It's not certainly not a guarantee. The girls is very even, and, I, and the Aussies could potentially injury is consistent for me. Like we've got a high yeah, chance. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've got a chance. We're winning, John. Yeah, well, let's hope so. Oh, the anyway, it was an interesting week in, I, in ITU. Also, Andy Potts um, took out Alcatraz race, which was uh, he's won it five times. So I just thought that was noteworthy to bring that up because it's been uh, noteworthy as well. Hey, eh? old Doherty always turns up and never quite gets there. Not a, yeah, not at a, I think he's won Alcatraz once. I think. Um, but he was third. Courtney Atkinson, really good to see him back on form um, in second place. And Leander Cave took out the girls. But I'm going to be interesting to see what Andy Potts does is this Courtney year. Is Courtney racing the Olympics? Yes, yep. Thankfully, he got selected because yeah. I flew on Qantas over to uh, to Kona. And he's like the one of the pin-up boys oh, for really? Qantas. And oh. like, he hadn't been selected by the time. Uh, and mm. he was a pin-up boy and everything. So he even does the, the, in, <laughs> the in-flight <laughs> briefing. Did you see the news on the Australian swimmers got sent home because of that photo? Belinda informed me of that. I didn't see the story. I don't know much about the story, but it seems a bit silly to me. These, from, like, This is terrible reporting I'm doing right here. But the two Australian swimmers were in America in a gun shop. And they took a photo of themselves holding some guns. Mm. And I don't know the full story, but I think they've been sent home from the Olympics because of it. That seems ridiculous. If, if, that's the, if that is the story. I'm going to reserve my judgment until I hear the, 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 well, no, the, read the full I'm story. Well, no, I'm not. I'm being irrational on this one because it's ridiculous, John. That's all I'm saying. John, this week in Lance, you thought you were getting away with it, but no, you're not. No, I'm not. Okay. People are loving this week in Lance. Okay, the people great, we're getting, They're great. loving it. It's a highlight of the show. Yeah. Roger Bertrand, 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 I'll say Bert, Bertrand. It's not on the show notes. I can't assist at all. Robert, you know I'm terrible with names, but Robert's a legend. He goes, hello guys from Woodstock, a Canada, and I love listening to this show. Here's one for Bevan and This Week in Lance. Yes. He sent through a video of Lance doing... Now, Robert, you are anal to the max, and I love it. Mm. Because what he's done is he sent through a video of Lance doing... Which race were you at last week? On the Hawaii 70.3. The Hawaii 70.3. And if you look on the video at around an hour 30, it's a wrap-up of the video, mm. Lance, in his aero helmet, puts his chin strap up the helmet so he's not got the chimp strap on do you want to see it it's, yeah I'm going to pull it up yeah, yeah are we going to do an unofficial DQ well yes maybe we have to because Lance Armstrong looks like he's been wait a second um, Robert okay so I need to pull this this might take a couple of seconds so you talk about something else for a second well, I think the one other thing I was thinking about, uh, there's some SmackDown talk. I'm going to assist you with your um, This Week in Lance. Chris McCormick has gone and put the SmackDown talk, <laughs> but this was prior to the 70.3 uh, performance that he put in at Kona. He's basically saying, Lance is a fact. We're not scared of him. I'm going to crush well, what was, him. What was interesting yesterday, yesterday I'm, I'm, doing a, I'm doing this big, I'm, my public speaking is going to the next level, John. I'm doing big right. corporate. Yeah. Do you know who I'm doing the public speak with in oh. August? Graham Henry. Right, there you <laughs> go. I'm, I'm at that kind of level now. Right. But anyway, well, I'm not with him, but we're in the same kind of 
there's three speakers and I'm one of them. You're in the same city. He's talking, yeah. he's talking on one side of the city. You're a, he's an Auckland. I'm you've, got, you've got five people at home you're going to give a little pep talk to. I've invited you. You're not coming around. But um, but what am I saying? So I'm doing a talk and I'm going to do some stuff around Ironman and stuff within it. And so I was doing some research yesterday on my talk and finding some content I'm going to use. And I went back and watched when Mecca won Kona last, which is 2010. Mm-hmm. And uh, just seeing how Mecca was smack talking Crowy and just mm. and he's not smack talking because he's playing the game. You can see he's doing it. But he plays it so well and I wonder how Lance will respond to that because Lance you know does like the ego side of the game and he does like to kind of you know push it forward and Mecca loves to push it so will Mecca be respectful and Mecca will kind of lay off his cards or is he going to do more and more smack talk I think he'll keep keep, keep rolling I, I personally think it will have no effect on Lance whatsoever um, and so what was the smack talk he did the other day then Oh, he was saying, I'm not scared of Lance. Every, every, all the pro athletes out there, they're all worried. They're all talking about him. You know, Lance is coming to, this is our turf, and he's going to come and prove himself on our turf. He hasn't even done an Ironman yet, blah, 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 blah. And uh, he was getting stuck into it. I'll come over here. Let's watch Lance Armstrong's tricky move. Tricky move. So, Robert, how do you say Robert's last name? It's um, that one there. Bertrand. Bertrand. Bertrand, okay. So, here we go. Let's see a look at this. Watch this. Oh, it's happening now. Because Lance, they're all gone on the Eurobikes. Look, his strap's underneath. See that? John's blind. It doesn't really help. Look, see. Oh, see. Oh, I'm gonna have to pause it. Wait a second. I'll go back again. Dun, 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 dun. See, he's wrapped a strap underneath his helmet, so he's not wearing a strap. So his aero helmet's just sitting on top of his head, not strapped up. That's an illegal manoeuvre in anybody's box. It's <laughs> <That's> an illegal <laughs> manoeuvre. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look like there's any strap there. No, John, there isn't. Yeah. And you can see it's slightly strapped up. I'm going to take a screenshot and put this on the on the website this week, so you guys can actually. That's why he was able to average 45 or 44k an hour. That's the difference, John. See, it wasn't nothing to do with his legs. Um, some of my campers would have had him on that race if it hadn't been for that. Seriously, Dave Dwan would have taken, taken him, him down. You know I wonder why he'd do that. Do you think he's trying to get an extra second because of the helmet? Maybe it's just a bit uncomfortable. Maybe you think he would have had... he put it on and forgot to clip it. I don't know. Surely, anyway. surely you wouldn't do that to cheat. I don't know. It's an illegal manoeuvre. And he's gone down even further in my books. <laughs> Not that he wasn't already right down there, he's gone down even further. Robert, you are a legend. The fact that you, because literally if you're watching a YouTube clip, it's like 0.1 of a second, isn't it? Mm. John didn't even see it. Exactly. Impressive. So Robert, you are a legend. This weekend, Lance, is just going to a next level each week. I've got a fact this week as well. Even tip of the week. Okay. You let me do that. Far away. Or do you want to do it now? No, no save, save for later because we're, we're, yeah, we're, 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 yeah. we're going to struggle on content this well, week. It's got a serious tip this week too. It's okay. not, not, Hold on. You, you didn't really give me much love on the, <laughs> the sunscreen one. <laughs> okay. It was appalling. Okay. I'll give you some love later on. We're going to have a new feature coming up shortly. Bevan's tip of the week. But talking of hats and stuff, Bevan, um, hat. one hat that does, doesn't have a strap, unlike, well, similar to Lance Armstrong's aero yeah. helmet, is SLS. I popped on the website yesterday and I see they now have some high, perform- high performance visor. Oh, so I do love the visor. If you're, uh, if you're I'm going to start teaching with the visor at the gym. A bit of sun protection there, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Need yeah. that. No, if I'd be really honest, I'm starting to recede a little bit. It's breaking my heart. So I can kind of disguise the fact. Yeah. <laughs> That's there all you go. Be about so it. you can get yourself an SLS high performance visor. It's not a compression visor, it's um, a moisture wicking high performance running visor with adjustable Velcro closures. Optimal fit for every head, lightweight and breathable. Um, one size fits all. Only 20 bucks. The visor's a great tip for the receding man. Yes. Because you can still show the chicks you've got here on top. 
Yeah. <laughs> but there's but never a seating bit of the front they don't go. see. See, my dad's really bald and my dad always wears a hat. Mm. Like seriously, he always wears a hat. And uh, and I'm lucky in my family because my dad was one of those men who was bald at like 15. Mm-hmm. You know, he had pubes at five, but then mm-hmm. he was bald when he was 15. He was a man's man. Yeah. And uh, so I've got my mum's side of my family, which I'm loving because they always here. But I am starting to receive. Yeah, so that's a bad side of your mother's father they've got here they've got he's got here yeah it's dad's side the board is bitches but so you know and and i'm a pretty boy i'm not gonna deny it and the the receding's just starting to happen just a little bit so but the visor if you're a bit of a receder the visor works because chicks are oh yeah he's got here on top there you go you're on top must be everywhere (laughs) 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 no but that's the thing my dad is here everywhere but it's not on top on top yeah so sls um obviously we know all about their compression gear but they've now got a fancy little cap and it's just one way where you guys 20 bucks 20 bucks it's a no-brainer it's a great way of supporting the sponsors of the show and of course you can go on there and get the uh the tri tops the tri shorts the compression shorts the tights i was one thing i've got to say about the tights um and i'm talking the recovery tights here um I was sleeping in them in Kona and we didn't have air conditioning and uh, they weren't too hot and I wasn't too hot so they've got the compression recovery tights they're only 99.90 put in the code I am talking you get a nice healthy discount but yeah I was sleeping in them we had no air conditioning it was pretty toasty and uh, and there was no dramas at all nice. so, and I was cranking back every every day so check it out slstry.com okay John if you don't want to make some friends if you, if you want everyone to dislike you <laughs> Bevan, I'm, not, I'm not a lover I'm not necessarily a lover I'm not a fighter But jeepers There's a bit of bit of, uh, bit of anger, anger going down this Just week. calm so down people a, Calm down We got an email And Colin, Colin the convict He sent us through He sent us through This week's discussion And he said to us Guys i got someone at work Who's doing the marathon And, and you know Good on They're doing the marathon But they kind of Walked a bit of it And, and to me I find it hard to say You're a marathoner If you're, if you're just Just walking in the room Hey babe <laughs> she, she never answers. She doesn't like being on the show. One day we should interview. Would you ever interview on the show, babe? No, no, no. no way. We never bar of it. But anyway, um, where am I? So you call on the convict, um, Beluski, Beluski, whoever he said to tell me last week. But again, I, sh- I crap with names. Um, co-worker did a marathon a while ago but walked during it Colin feels that it's great that the co-worker had completed the distance but they hadn't really ran the marathon he said so basically the point is from a moral point of view if you can run the whole distance from such if you can't run the whole distance from the start to finish should it really count now this is probably one of the most commented on topics we've ever had 79 comments and they all came within a few hours of the post going out pretty much and it, and and people People were a little bit angry. And they're calling Colin a loser and an idiot. The team, be the better person. Creepers, creepers. Be the better person. Colin, I want to congratulate you for sending in some content. John totally agrees with you. And uh, (laughs) I'll give my views views in a moment. I think what some people did, they maybe took it slightly the wrong way. I think Colin was really saying, if you've got... Well, actually, can I say what Colin was going to say? Okay. Because Colin sent me through an email. Sure. So wait a second, you talk a for a second, I'll well, pull it up. Well my, the way I took this was um, is not, not so much that if you go to walk during an Ironman marathon, because a lot of people have to do that. Some people says everybody do, do walk during the marathon, but that not everybody does. But no, a lot of people do, and you could, that can be part of your strategy. You know, you can go, right, well, I've got to get from as quick as possible from A to B, and I'm going to walk the aid stations, or I'm going to do nine-minute run, one-minute walk, or whatever. And some people will plan on walking large chunks of the marathon in the Ironman when, when I, Colin sent through this to us my interpretation of it was and you can tell us what Colin said is I was thinking right I'm thinking more of a fresh marathon if you stand on the start line of a fresh marathon and you plan on walking the whole thing is that 
classified as running a marathon. So what did Colin have to say? Well, I just want to send a quick email to try to make sure everyone knows where I'm at coming on this topic. Uh, and thanks for the opportunity to express my thoughts. I want to assure everyone that I am not in it. And bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> Bleep. I love everything about triathlon. I love how the last place finisher gets the loudest cheer, how everyone encourages each other during the race, and how you can race on the same course at the same time as the professionals. And I'm not the type of elitist who is showing up at races just to kick the, uh, everyone's asses. I just an average age grouper who has been doing triathlons for the last four or five years, who is now ready to go longer, thus a 70.3 this summer, although I do really love the intensity of the shorter races. While I'm not an elite age group or pro, I do have high standards for myself. I train hard and race hard. I'm always trying to push myself to see what my limits are, always trying to improve. Thus the question about walking during a 70.3 or Ironman. If I walked during the half Ironman or a 70.3 this summer, I would be disappointed. I believe that I have the capacity to run the whole distance, so I wouldn't be satisfied with anything else. I, If I had to walk due to fatigue, GI issues or whatever, then I know I wouldn't have mastered the distance and I would have to work more to do so. While the race would still count, I would not be satisfied with it myself. The reason for the discussion was that I was curious if other triathletes felt the same way. In the case of my friend and the marathon, it was great to see she accomplished it. Um, I am proud of her because she is too is pushing herself. I still don't believe that walking all or parts of a marathon and running a marathon are the same thing, but it's all relative to your conditioning and goals. In its true sense, I believe that a marathon or any type of triathlon is meant to be run. If you want, if, if I wanted to do, I could quit my run training and right now and just walk half marathon in the 70.3 this summer but uh, and still collect my medal. But to me, that just isn't right. So to me, it's not as simple as just saying you finish. It counts. If you're not able to run, then just do your best as you can and you are still paying due respects to the race, the distance and yourself. If you can run, but don't, then I believe that you aren't giving you due respect to your race and the, that you signed up for. So right. your thoughts, okay? Uh, so, so let's give let's give the pain that Colin has to listen to. He's Peter, probably been crying himself to sleep every night this week, guys. Peter Colson, if you can make the cutoff, it counts. I miss him by one second, and it doesn't. We've got some long ones here, haven't we? Matthew Bin's got in there. Um, gee, it's good to see I don't have to give Colin the, the convict a kick in the head all by myself. What kind of a knob topic of the week is this? Sharpen up, lads. Get off my lawn. Sharpen up, lads. Everyone walks in triathlon. I disagree with that, Matthew. No, no, I can, I can say I've definitely, yeah. probably five of my own men's, I didn't walk at all. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty, and I, we'll talk about this later. Peter Colson has got the idea of Mecca's. Gold, um, silver, bronze. Yeah, so Mecca, when we did an interview a while ago, said, why don't you have, you know, if you can get a sub-9, you're a gold Ironman. If you can do a sub-12, you're a silver Ironman, and, and anything over there is a bronze Ironman. And, and I like that idea. I, I agree. Because I mean, then, you know, you know, to do a sub-9, and I know people are going to do walk-run strategies, and we'll get into that, but you're going to run most of it. Exactly. You know, and, and you can't walk a and, majority and, of an Ironman if you can do a sub-9. Challenge have somewhat picked up that, you know, and wrote a few go sub-9. I, I got you the get, T-shirt. You, you got the bloody T-shirt. I didn't. Um... <laughs> Uh, but but then you get you get a special T-shirt, and I think from now that I think you get a refund on your entry fee if you go sub nine. John Ellis, John Ellis, Colin, you're a muppet. Where's the love for the John listeners? Ellis, calm down. Jeepers creepers, he was just putting. <laughs> okay, next, John Ellis, don't be mean. If an athlete, he said, if an athlete does a run walk protocol and runs thirty minutes faster than they've ever been, you're saying morally it doesn't count. Sharpen up. 
Yep, Colin did go on here and just say, John Ellis, you obviously didn't read my post, you're missing the point. <laughs> um, who we got here? Colin's, Colin's coming in and going, he's, he's, he's contributing a lot to the thing. Um, Christine McKinley, well, you can't not swim uh, to get through the swim and you have to pedal to get through the bike. Orla Gilmore, I think you have to differentiate between people who are walking because A, it is part of their strategy they're using, or B, because they're having some physical trouble on the race. And the many people who walk marathons because they haven't bothered to, tr to do any training. There are a lot of people out there like that in Singapore, unfortunately. For me, marathons and triathlons are about the process, not just about the race. They're about the commitment, the dedication given to racing, and how you grow as a person as you do that. Mike Three Gold has got a, if you want to be a snob, go and do another sport. There you go. Yeah, but he's also got, uh, as triathletes, we should be encouraging everyone to take part and to feel the try love. They are your personal achievements, no one else's. Annette Lee, well, some of you might think it's a bit of a knob discussion and well might be, but I'm sick to the back teeth of um, assholes banging on about how they run the whole way through whatever, I said the, I did that. whatever <laughs> it is they're doing. Fact of the matter that... Um, fact of the matter might be that I can walk faster than the next man can run. So as far as I'm concerned, you keep thinking running the whole way is morally good. I'll be laughing all the way to the finish line with my run-walk strategy. James the Wise on Botel, he's got, nobody is offering a personal perspective. It's all about where you are as an athlete, what objectives you set, and asserting your performance personality. Well done on the marathon finish, and well done anyone who completes an Ironman under 17 hours, especially those who guts out a day against higher personal aspirations and expectations. Hmm. Was that it? Is it, is it? Oh no! Oh, keep oh, no I'm, I'm, I'm done. Crikey, we, we, we holy moly! Greg Haywood, Jeepers, man! He wrote a bullet book. points. Bullet points. <laughs> what we like. Um, I'm going to read. To me, the sport should be about improving and bringing out the best in yourself, not looking down at others who can't do it as well as you. Unless you're a Crowy or Macca or Chrissy, there is always somebody who can look down on your performance in comparison to others. Mm. Okay, you don't want to read the other, the, the other 20,000 words he wrote? Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Dave Haywood, sorry, Dr. Haywood, you rock. I walked the last uh, part of the nine miles of the marathon yesterday when injured and my knee became so painful that running was out of the question. In spite of it turning out to be the slowest of my eight marathons by over two hours, I think it is the one that I'm most proud of because of how much I had to push myself to get to the finish. Marathon and triathlon mean different things to each of us. Colin can't define it for me and I can't define it for him. Have been competing to all of us. Actually, that wraps that up quite nice, doesn't it? There you go. What okay, are John, choice, do you want me to start? Yes. Well, I do think that when you're a higher level, you can always look down on other levels and and, mm -hmm. and put your level on it. Mm -hmm. And you know, like you know, like you know, I was a pretty decent Ironman, mm -hmm. and so and I was able to run. I think I only walked in two of my marathons. I think I did seven Ironman, maybe eight. I'm not sure. I think we both had a little walk when uh, in that one where we both exploded in two thousand and. And at Taupo, yeah, I think I walked past you or something like that. Or yeah, it was pretty <laughs> slow going in that one. But I, I, I pretty much ran most of them. Yeah. And I have to admit that was something I wanted to do. I mm. have to admit going into the marathon, even on the times when you're really struggling and you know you're not going that fast, I didn't want to walk, you know. Mm. And for me, that was getting to the finish line and, and you know, days I had good days and days I didn't have good, such good days. The fact that I didn't walk, I was really proud of that fact. Mm. Does that mean that... 
I was the only person in the race or of the, you know, probably the hundred people who can run the marathon without stopping in an Ironman, because most people walk, let's be mm. honest. You, mm. you, you go to an Ironman, most people are walking. Um, that I'm better than them? I, I don't think that's true. I think it's a challenge. It's all about personal growth. And often when you're at that next level, you can look down and see weakness in others, but actually it's, everyone's having their own personal journey. So I kind of see where, slightly where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think Colin, what Colin is saying is that, you know what, if you walk, it's cool. I have no problem with that. But for me, hmm. when I'm signing up for these races, I want to run this race. Hmm. And if I don't run this race, I don't feel I can call myself an Ironman. Um, now, that's the criteria he set for himself. And, and I suppose what Colin was asking was, does everyone else have that criteria? Hmm. And um, he probably didn't word the question that well because he used the comparison with the person at work. Yeah. And for him that person walking took away from her calling herself a marathoner a little bit, so... Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, hi. <laughs> hey, oh, it's... Um, oh, Tyler wants a iPod. Okay, you, you talk a bit. Oh, you've got to listen. No, we've got to pause. Okay, you keep, no, keep talking. I'll, I'll give you two seconds. I'm listening. Um, I think it's, a lot of it is to do with strategy and... I've got to wait till Bevan comes back. He's, I, I can't. I can't talk while he's not listening. He's not listening. He's pretending he's listening, but he's really. He's got his ears off. Two things at once, mate. It's. Uh, I, I can't. I can't. I can't compete on that. I, I'm a one, one, one thing at a time person. Um, it's, it's strategy, and a lot of people are going to be able to get to the finish line um, quicker when they they run or they walk. You know, some people might walk the whole Ironman run, and that's going to get them to the, the finish line quicker. So I've, you know, my best run I've probably ever had was at the Auckland Marathon, and I walked every every three k's. So um, but you're not a marathoner. No, I'm not a marathoner. <laughs> so I think we, you know, from a personal level, we'll just judge our performances. You know, you know, if you've had a, a good run or a crappy run, and, and whether you walked or not, I don't think it makes too much yeah, difference. If my, my, oh, sorry. my sort of, uh, I think as some people pointed out there. If if somebody you knew was say not necessarily doing an Ironman, but basically going and doing a, a marathon, and they didn't really train for it, and their intent was to walk from the very first step and just amble through and just make the times. Yes, they still obviously completed the marathon, um, it, but does that? Uh, yeah, I, I, I just don't know where that sort of sits with me. You know, if if the intent was well, it's different scales, isn't it? Because you're saying scale. that for you, if you plan to walk it, it's not the same thing. But you could you could argue that seven hours walking is a long time. It's hard. you know, like it's mm. like it's interesting. I've got my runners, and, and like I've got this, you know, get up to five group, which is people who like seriously, we're getting people who've never exercised, and mm. and, and we're achieving massive things. And, and last weekend or a couple of weekends ago, we had the half marathon, and we had a lady called Stella. Now Stella started with us with get up to five, and Stella is you know overweight lady and. Um, but never done any exercise, you know, and, and massive. And she ran a half marathon mm. last weekend. It took her three hours. So it's a slow half marathon, but she wanted to run the whole thing. Mm. And you know what? We could probably walk it faster. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like it's, yeah. it, but for Stel, you know, this is a lady who's never exercised in her life. You know, six months ago, 30 seconds of light jogging was mega death. Mm. And she ran for three hours. Now it's a slow three hours. Mm. But for her, she didn't want to walk. And if she'd walked sense of achievement would have gone away so it really I, you know i think the thing is we all set criteria for ourselves and at the end of the day can you did you stay within that criteria that you set for that race so for colin he's saying that when he does an, a 70.3 this summer he doesn't want to walk mm. and that's the criteria he's setting for himself and i know that when i was doing an ironman the idea of walking was a motivator for me you know when i was really struggling i was like no, come on i was you're not going to walk a lot of people have that criteria yeah and i have to admit when i got to the finish line and i hadn't walked i was pretty proud of that fact mm. doesn't mean that i've Look doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean that 
you, you potentially you could have gone quicker if yeah, you totally. yeah, based, yeah. But but hey, that's what yeah, there's a lot of people out there that think if they walk they've failed that run. But hey, but team, worry about your team, races team. team. Let's just share a bit of love on the show, eh? You yeah. know, you, you, don't get personal. Worry about your John race. Ellis, I love you. Yeah, I think I've come up with a good one this week, Bevan. I actually, John, I think you have too. There you go. I read it and I thought, this is a good one, John. And it, and it also stems a little bit from our era earlier in the show from last week where I didn't give the love to the correct person who was the first age grouper in Ironman Cairns. But should there be prize money for age groupers? I'm not talking big prize money. I'm just talking some, some prize money yeah, there. It's pretty if, hard, if, by the way. If you finish in, say... Um, Oh, I wasn't actually thinking should they get the pro prize money. So let's let's clarify that. I'm saying should there be age, a bit of prize money across each age group. So if you win the, can we say prizes instead of money? No, no prize. No, I'm prize you, you money want, you specific. Want cash. Yeah. So if you if you finish top age group overall, top, top maybe just winning your age group. Or, I don't know. Doesn't what do you much. say? Do you say the top five age groupers? So it's not each age group. It's just the top. You know. You know the top five. And each age in male and female. No, I'm female. going every age group. Wow, that's a lot of money. Yeah, but just a little bit. Yeah, just oh, like fifty dollars. Yeah, well, like my my. The, another reason why it came out, my Polish, uh, one of my Polish fellows, uh, oh, my coach. Did you have the Polish guys yeah, going? He um, I don't I can't remember where he finished in his age group, but he finished tenth age grouper overall, and he got 50, 50 euros. It's just a small. It was like I a remember token the first gesture. time I did a cycle race, John. I got third in C grade. Yeah, and I probably should have won it, but I didn't know how to sprint. Yeah. And I got $10, and yeah. I have to admit, I felt pretty cool that day. Yeah. $10. So... Because I, I could call myself a professional athlete. Should there be prize money for age groupers? There okay. you go. A sponsor. So, extreme endurance. Um, You're allowed to pick on John, by the way. Actually, someone did pick on you this week, John. Are they? I'm going to read that out right now, actually. Okay, well, I'll talk about extreme endurance. Um, what's the downside? That was my thoughts this week. What's the downside? It's pretty inexpensive to give extreme endurance a, a, a crack. You know, you're looking at... 39 bucks less our IM Talk discount code. Um, someone's asking what currency is that? It's US dollars. We're always talking US yeah, dollars. Yeah, when we talk, talk, we talk US, guys. Yeah, US dollars. So 39 bucks less our discount code IM Talk, um, and you can give it a crack, and that's going to basically give you a month's worth of extreme endurance. Um, John, they, you, they you do, what's, the down, what's the downsides? And you've got all upsides here. Exactly. So these are all upsides. There is no downside. Oh, it's inexpensive. Um, there's quick results. Like we had a guy on the camp last week. He reckoned he got results on the next day. They do say on the, the Extreme Endurance website, um, kicks in sort of 72 hours, so a few days to, to kick in. But uh, yeah, it was, was quick he? ups. Yep. And was that? Um, that was John Marshall. He came. He had a, struggled on the first day and came back on fire on the second or third day and he, he started popping the Extreme Endurance. So, um, and we can pretty much say from, from almost all the feedback we get is uh, you do get less muscle soreness. So those are three points. It's inexpensive. You can get quick results. You get less muscle soreness and uh, there really is no downside. Love your work. Discount code? I am talk. Or if you want to get recurring delivery, use the code um, ADIM talk. Love your yeah, work. We're meant to have an interview but it's not happening. Yes. Um, because, um, what's his name? Uh, Inigo San Milan. Inigo San Milan. So that's going to be coming up next week. We just had a few microphone issues. Always so cool. I think he's. I think he's Spanish. I know. Maybe it's Italian. So cool. Okay. They yeah. they might be sitting over there. John Newman, John Newman, Bevan Isles. Yeah, baby, my next kid. <laughs> I've added the middle name to give myself some Bevan James Isles, you know. But yeah. yeah, no. Yeah. But um, he, he, we had mic problems, so we couldn't actually make that work. So it's going to be on next week. But what we are going to do is we're going to chuck on an interview with Rasmus Henning.
There you go. And uh, he's a bit of an Ironman legend and a bit of triathlon legend, really. And the interview is proudly brought to you by trainingpeaks.com. But he's going to be talking about his new book that he's got out, which is called Pro Chasing the Dream. And you can go to tr- prochasingthedream.com and I'll have a link to that on www.imtalk.me. And uh, it's only 10 bucks. And uh, let's, let's put Rasmus on now. Okay, back on the show after, I can't remember when we last had uh, Rasmus Henning on the show, but it was... It was Kona. It was Kona, yes, post-Kona, yeah, but we had another, yeah. another one before that as well, um, I think pre-Kona a couple of years ago. So a man who had a fantastic ITU career, um, he's uh, at one time set a world record and wrote with a, I think it was a 7.52, around about that. He's had... Uh, First up, great result in Kona, and um, and recently won the Abu Dhabi Triathlon. So welcome back to the show. Well, back it up. He's also an author now as well, John. He's not just an athlete. Ah, yes. Athlete slash author. Okay, going places. Welcome back on the show, Rasmus. Thank you very much. Thanks um, for letting me back on. <laughs> oh, of course. We've got, we've got something we've got to bring up with you at the end of the interview that caused all sorts of controversy the very first time you're on the show. <laughs> um so tell uh, this year has been um, yeah a bit of an up and down year f- from the results I've seen. You know you had a fantastic resa- result in uh, in Abu Dhabi, but then um, Texas. You know you were you were right there, and then seemed to have a bit of cramping on the run. I mean, um, how has the year been for you in your eyes? Um, yeah, generally I'm I'm pretty happy. Uh, I know that the, there are inevitably going to be ups and downs uh, in a year. And um, I had two wins, obviously that great one in, in Abu Dhabi, and, and then I also won the challenge for Adventura, which is right here at the Places Resort where we live. So winning uh, the home race is always important. And it was actually quite a, quite a good field there as well. So, um, so two wins out of four races is not all that bad. Uh, I was hoping, obviously, for Texas to go much better. Um, I was actually training... Um, at least as as well as I was before Abu Dhabi a couple of months earlier, but um, yeah, things didn't really go my way. I actually caught, uh, uh, I think it's called a Staphylococcus uh, infection um, a, a couple of weeks before the race, and I w- was on antibiotics uh, leading up to the race. And although you know, in in you know best case scenario, it doesn't really affect you. Um, I think it might have just taken the edge off, and and then. Yeah, I, I wasn't maybe quite where I, where I hoped I was in the race, and and I think I went out too hard on the bike trying to follow Matthias Hecht, who was really flying, and and that 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 cost me dearly later on in the race. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, one one of the big reasons we wanted to get you on the show today was um, you've you know you've released a a book earlier in the year, um, a Pro Chasing the Dream. Um, people can check it out at prochasingthedream.com. Um, I get, we neither Bevan nor I have read the book yet, but we've seen seen some of the reviews about it, and um, from from what I can see, it's really a, a bit of a, a, a journal and diary about a year in the life of Rasmus Henning. And I guess my first question to you is, um, what what was your motivation for for doing the book, particularly in last year when you know you were coming off um, um, a bit of a shocker and in, in Kona and the and your sort of second attempt there? What what was your sort of motivation for for doing that book and that particular timing yeah i mean i i've, I've been thinking about uh, writing a book for for several years i just um I, I never really found sort of the right format to to do it i, I was afraid it was going to take too much of my time and and my energy uh, and i didn't want to want to do it if it if it was too um 
uh, sort of costly on my on my triathlon career because that that's still the most important thing. Mm. And then uh, I actually got uh, talking to to an editor from uh, from one of the big Danish publishers and. And uh, and we sort of got to talk about it. Well, how about really uh, making it sort of this journal format, uh, where where you don't have to sit down and write the book from from A to Z, but you can. Uh, I was actually dictating, so I wasn't writing it. I was dictating every evening, um, and and that made it a lot easier because uh, it was actually a good way of of reflecting on what was happening, and it 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 really forced me to put into words what I had experienced, how I was feeling. Um, what I was thinking, um, all the things that a lot of the time you, you just forget about it and you, you sort of, uh, yeah, you, 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 you forget after a while and it, it doesn't, nothing become of it. But, but because you, you're forced to actually uh, document it in, in this way, it, it, uh, it, becomes, um, it becomes a story. And, um, and I think it was, it was really interesting making it. And, and from what I heard from a lot of people, it's quite interesting reading it as well. You know, it obviously sounds like you're saying that the process of, you know, dictating what, you know, you did every day was quite a good self-reflective process. Is it something that you've actually added to your life post-writing the book? Do you, have you maintained that habit? No, I, I was thinking about it. But, um, but I think the problem was that I would... Um, I, I, I wouldn't. I was. I was never going to make like a sequel, like the following year. I don't yeah. think that would. Uh, it wouldn't be the same thing. And I think if if there wasn't um, a receiver of what I was dictating, I don't think it would be authentic. And and I think it would sort of lose part of that edge. So um, so no, I haven't. I, I don't. Know, I'm not sure that I would ever listen to it again mm. if, uh, if if I'd done it. But but it it it, it surely um, you know made me reflect more about the things I do and and actually also between uh, myself and my wife Anita, it was it was actually a really good means of um, of getting us to to put into words more what we were thinking because uh, Anita actually plays quite a big role in this book. Uh, Obviously, in, in in you know you know in my journal, but also she because she has her own chapter in there, sort of um, explaining what it's like being the wife, mm. uh, you know, behind or next to somebody like me, um, and it's it's not just being next to a pro triathlete. It's it's being next to a very ambitious person who, who you know, quite often faces the dilemma of having to. Um, to choose between, you know, his his career where where he has big ambitions, but also, you know, uh, his quite high demands on how he wants to be as a husband as and as a father, and uh, that's that's not uh, an easy one to juggle, and and uh, that that takes a bit of space in this book. So, what about the the year that two thousand and eleven was? I mean, is this book? Um normally you know you read books and it's all about somebody winning the Tour de France or you know winning these races and everything's quite positive but it was a really difficult year for you so did you know is is, is the book got going to detail about all the challenges you were sort of going through and and is it got some some negative sides to it and it's not all sort of happy this is wonderful this is the life of a pro triathlete is fantastic yeah, I mean, I, I was I was obviously hoping when we started this <laughs> yeah. uh, this project that it was going to you know be sort of the 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 travel going from from a big failure into a big success. You know, me ending up winning Kona or at least having that you know really stellar day in 2011. Um, 
but as you as you said it 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 didn't come out that way and the the whole journey was actually really tough and and yes very it very much reflects that in the book uh, it's it, there's a lot of um um negative thoughts pessimistic thoughts in there you know me worrying about the future me you know reflecting on am i doing the right thing would i be better off just leaving all of this now and you know doing something else and and um yeah, um, I, I was I was expecting it to be different than it actually turned out, but I think that's actually a good side. I think a lot of um, triathletes, both you know pros and age troopers alike, are facing a lot of these you know really negative, pessimistic patches in their uh, lives as well. And and I think um, a lot of people can identify with that. I don't oh. think we, we 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 hear about those too much. Um, in 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 the media, or like mm. the us, you know, us pros, we might sometimes if we're if we're pretty close to each other, we might sort of you know, share some of those thoughts between us. But I don't think the age groupers really get that a lot from the pros that we we do actually have a lot of challenges in our lives as well. You know, um, you know, like it sounds like you've you've done a pretty honest account of you know what it's like as a pro and some of the questions and, and dilemmas that pros have to go through, through that people don't normally see. You know, reading the book back yourself, what was that experience like? You know, because you're living it, but then to, you know, once it's actually wrapped up and put into a, you know a package that you're going to sell to other people, to to look back and read upon it, what was that experience like for you? Um, yeah, I remember actually reading. Uh, <laughs> Reading it sort of when we got closer to uh, publishing, uh, it, it came out in, 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 in Danish already in November. It's already about a month after Kona. So it was a really, really fast process at, at that time. Uh, but, but when I read it, I, my, my thoughts a lot of the times were, man, was I, was I really suffering that bad? Really? Back then? You know, when, when I was, uh, when I had to, to pull out of Abu Dhabi in the beginning of the 2011 season, with with some ridiculous cramps that 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 absolutely you know pulled me out of the race already after the swim, and it was so frustrating. But just reading what words I put in on the frustration right at that time was was was, was quite overwhelming actually. Because I, I think we have a tendency of you know leveling things out after a while. You, you don't really see it in the in exactly the same way a few months later you 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 you'll tend to you know soften it up a little bit so maybe it wasn't that bad after all and i'm sure i can get on but this actually accounts for exactly how i felt in the moment when i was dictating just you know a couple of hours after Mm. it happening while the race was still going on i was you know dictating the frustration of sitting here now in my hotel room with my physio trying to stretch this leg and get rid of this cramp while I could follow the race on the internet. I knew I was in the shape of my life and I could potentially have come out and, and won it, but instead I was sitting here. And all the fr- frustration about, um, you know, thinking, is, is this something that is going to happen now in the race? Because I'd never seen it before. Nobody really knew what it was about. And, and, um, and I couldn't really explain what it was or how to get rid of it. Um, and that... that, that that's a pretty pretty big thing to suddenly have to handle and 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 you know the words and the, the emotions that I put on it at that point were quite strong I think 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like you know, you you know, you had a pretty limited successful ITU career. In ITU, you do tend to race a lot more, and so if you have a bad day, you know, you know what, next weekend or in a couple of weekends from now, I'm going to be racing. Whereas in, in long course, you know, this year you've done four races, you know, and we're kind of halfway through the year. Is it harder in, in long course if you know because if you don't get the result on one day, it's so much longer before your next race? Is is it more of a challenging aspect of being a long course guy? Yeah, I think you're more exposed as, as a long course athlete because most of the time you don't have the depth in the fields where in, in an ITU race, you know, uh, hopefully you'll have some great results once in a while when you win or you get on the podium. But you also know that you can very well on a, you know, on a still relatively good day, you can still get 10th or 15th and you, you might not have, you know, done a terrible performance. Uh, whereas in, in, a, in a long course race, you know, you, you should you know, on paper, you should always be up there and on the podium or mm. uh, at least very close to it or, or possibly even win. Like, you know, I'm, I, I, I would be the favorite for a lot of the races that I enter. Yeah. Um, and then there's a lot more pressure in it because you know that if you do step a little bit uh, to the side there, you know, a little bit off your normal level, then then you will make a disappointing result. And, and it really stands out. Oh, man, Rasmus Henning got seventh in Texas. Uh, and suddenly you might end up being behind people that you you didn't even know. <laughs> and uh, that's obviously not a very, very uh, nice thing. Yes. Um, just a couple of other questions I've got. Around the cramping issue that you've sort of been <clears throat> going through, is that... Um, are you, are you, I know you, it happened again in, in Texas, but is it something you feel like you're getting on top of now? Obviously, you had a fantastic win in, in Abu Dhabi, but um, and the temperature too. Yeah, how are you sort of working through that, and have you figured out why why it's been happening? Yeah, I mean, after Abu Dhabi and then Transferventura, uh, I was I was actually very confident that that we had found found a solution now that was working, and um, and I thought. That or I was hoping at least that it shouldn't happen again. But then, then in Texas, it was you know more or less back to normal. There were there were a few things that were different. Like I said, I was on the antibiotics until a couple of days before the race, which might have affected the sensitivity to cramping. And also, I, I went out way too hard on the bike, which might have added you know some uh, extra stress to the muscles. So the, so the cramping was sort of sitting there a little bit already from then on. <laughs> Uh, so maybe I, I I did add to uh, to the uh, to the risk of cramping just by doing that, uh, but but obviously I, I would have uh, would have hoped that it hadn't been a situation like it was and and now uh, you know my coach Matt Dixon and I we're back into working on or trying to analyze what what happened here and what what could we possibly change and and there, there's still a few things that we're we're talking about that might make a difference but. Um, I, we haven't found a hundred percent solution yet, and I don't know if we ever will. There's always a bit of chance to it, and you, you, you I think, you know, uh, ultimately doing well in Kona is is both a, a result of of doing the right preparation, doing all the right things on the day, uh, and then a fair bit of luck as well, because there's so many factors in a in an Ironman that that can go your way or they can go wrong, and you know, I've tried both scenarios and. To do well there, you need a day where everything goes well. 
Because I guess in, in Kona, the pace, uh, whilst you said, you know, you maybe went out a little bit too hard in, uh, in Texas, I guess in Kona, though, you, you don't really have much choice but to go out hard because that first stretch up the Kuakini and, and the start, you've got um, everybody sort of, it seems like everybody's going fairly aggressively. Um, so is that something that, that concerns you, going out hard again? Um yeah, like like I said, I don't think my my body was was quite in its normal state in in, in Texas. So so may, maybe you know normally I would have been able to go out that that hard, yeah. uh, but um, but I, I I don't know. It, it seemed to go pretty well for me in 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 two thousand and nine in my first race in Kona mm. to go out at that pace. Uh, I was able to 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 stay well on top of things uh, after that as well. But it, it, it is certainly the way that Kona is raced and there's no getting around that. And I'll just have to prepare for that and be able to do those, you know, maybe 350 watts for the first hour or so. Um, uh, maybe even longer. I mean, there nice. are more and more, more and more strong guys in that race. And, and, you know, we have a couple of newcomers uh, entering the scene this year that might even pump it up even worse, even worse. So, um, yeah, we better just prepare for a really hard bike ride. So, so you know, 2012, we're kind of halfway through the season. You know, you've had some pretty, pretty good results. What's the plans for the rest of the year leading up to Kona? Yeah, we'll we'll be moving uh, back to Denmark now in in, in two weeks. Uh, my whole family and myself. We've been moving. You know, we've been living now last uh, 20 months down in the Canary Islands, uh, down in the nice weather and. Uh, you know, having a lot of uh, time with the family, and you know, trying to step aside from much the, the stress and and the bad weather. It's uh, it's one of the not so nice things about Denmark, I must say. But um, now we we the point where where we all four of us actually feel like we 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 want to move back and we want to uh, live live a normal life. Um, my wife has got job now from august in denmark and 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 my kids are going to start school in denmark so and that's going to be a bit of a change but um for racing i'm i'm planning on doing a 70.3 in norway in the first week of july i i still think that i need uh, a few more points for the kona rankings so i better go ahead and, and do some racing already in july uh, and then i think i'll do one or two um halves uh, or it could potentially be an Olympic distance uh, before Kona. Um, and then that's, yeah, hopefully going to be the highlight. So if, for Kona, I mean, what, how do you sort of feel about the qualifying system? You mentioned there, you know, you, you think you've got, you're getting close to having enough points. Do you, do you like the current qualifying system? And, and, and maybe how do you contrast that versus what you used to have to do to, to qualify for the Olympics? Um, yeah, well, I, I guess it's 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 sort of similar to the Olympic qualification system, um, uh, except you don't have to worry about the national uh, qualification quotas and criteria, which causes a lot of frustration at the moment mm-hmm. all over the world. I think, but um, um, I mean, it's it's hard it's hard to say. Uh, I mean, I wish I wouldn't have to. I wouldn't be forced to do um, as many races uh, for the for the qualification. Um, I wish I was able to select my races a li- little bit more um, according to which races I, I felt I could, you know, do well at, uh, with, you know, depending on the, the courses and the climate and 
uh, maybe not travel so far for the races, etc. Um, but um, I mean, it's 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 good that that we get the best athletes in Kona. So um, and, and I mean, I I could have just uh, raced a lot faster in Kona last year, then I wouldn't have had to worry as much exactly. about collecting the points. So that's that's the easiest way. You I mean, you go top five or top ten in Kona, then you you're pretty much at the points you need, and you just need to go out and do another full distance Ironman, and then you're sweet. Yeah. Um, a, a big question we had uh, last time. You, you caused controversy last time you were on the show, mate. <laughs> we, we had we used to ask a question. Um, how Is it fast? That marathon again? <laughs> fresh, fresh marathon. <laughs> do, do, do you still think you've got a two-hour twelve marathon in you? <laughs> no, I, I, I don't really. No, I, think, I, think, I think we actually. I, I think we actually touched on it later on, didn't we? That yeah. Um, uh, yeah, you, you completely called me off guard with that question because it wasn't anything I ever thought about. Yeah. And I just remember that I'd been doing some some uh, some testing in Denmark where they sort of they based on that. Uh, test they estimate the time that I should be able to do on the marathon yeah. and I, I remembered it as being 2.12 I think it was in fact 2.14 yeah. which is not you know, too much different but uh, but then you know you never know if, if I could have done that in uh, in real life I'm begging you, you mate know it. yeah because it, you know it's, it's different what you can do um, on shorter distances uh, and because I think in order to run that sort of time you would be able to run your 200 k's a week or something and maybe my uh, my body wouldn't be able to handle that sort of from a yeah. sort of mechanical uh, point of view so so I mean it, it's all uh, uh, it's all just guessing but uh, uh, at this time I, 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 I don't think so I think <laughs> I would have been able to run a, a marathon while, while I was an Olympic distance athlete actually yeah um, I think because it's it's still only uh, you know a good two hours and and now that I focus so much on on racing that is sort of from four hours and and longer. Yeah. Um, it um, I I don't think it may, may, maybe sort of in the in more more like two twenty range or something is yeah. is probably more likely. Okay. Uh, I, um, so so just the book if people want to get the book so it's it's an ebook so you can get it from amazon.com obviously most of us know about ebooks nowadays and a lot of us have the kindle devices but you go to prochasingthedream.com and you can just buy it there it's only $9.99 now is that US yeah yeah and I, and i think that the the price is probably it could be a dollar or two more in other countries yep um that that does vary a little bit, and it's not. I'm not pocketing that extra dollar. It's uh, something that Amazon puts out there. But uh, yeah, that that was a big sort of a little bit of frustration for me because I wanted to get it out as a proper book uh, in yep. English as well. And it has been out as a as a as a book in Danish since November, and uh, um, and I, I like the fact that that I can actually you know sign the books and I can write mm. you know a little uh, oh, good luck on this and that and. Um, for people and a lot of people really appreciate that and a lot of people have been asking about that for the English version as well but it's it's just really complicated um, to do that to get a publisher I mean I'm I'm no, I'm no uh, Chris McCormack or Chrissy Chrissy Wellington in that sense and and um, uh, so I had to do it in a little slightly smaller scale and and then doing it as an ebook uh, worked worked out pretty well it's it's much easier logistically so I don't drown myself in work and um, and as you're saying, I, my my thought was that triathletes—they're being so, um, you know, so much first movers on most things yeah. that I, I thought that they they would all have their little Kindles and and you you can even read it on, uh, on an iPad or even on a PC. So 
And I, so, I mean, this shouldn't be an excuse if you want to read the book. I have to say, I've got, I've got a Kindle. I mean, I've got my iPod and stuff, but um, I love the Kindle. I seriously think if you haven't got a Kindle, get one because it's no, no I'm not just plugging it. Yeah. Just it's such a great device, and books are so much cheaper. Like I'm sure if was, this was, this book was in a in a store, you'd be paying thirty bucks. So for ten bucks, and it sounds like it's a pretty interesting yeah. story. So, um, yeah. So yeah. yeah. I, I even I even met somebody. Um, at the airport when I, when we were uh, flying back from Texas, there was somebody uh, in the security line standing a little bit in front of me, and and she was uh, reading on her iPhone, and then she saw me and said, "Oh, Rasmus, I'm just reading your book on my iPhone." Oh, cool. <laughs> so, yeah, so you can even read it on your phone as well. Yeah, great. So go to uh, prochasingthedream.com. We'll put a link to that on www.im talk, and uh, you can get a bit of an insight into what these top top level guys are doing, mm. you know, to make life work. And we'll look forward to seeing you in Kona, Rasmus. Well, thank you. I hope there'll be something to look at. Exactly. Oh, we will make, we'll, we'll, we'll pull you over the finish line in first spot. There you go. Awesome. Thanks for your time, Rasmus. Thank you very much, guys. Awesome. Good interview, isn't it? Very, very good. It's going to be. There's going to be a lot less pressure on that guy this year in Kona. Um, yeah. Because well, it's going to be Lance show, isn't it? Lance, Mecca, and Crowy. Yeah. Um, and he's, uh, you know, first year he was awesome in Kona. Um, second years. year he was, uh, he was. Uh, he was way down and then last year he was disappointing I think he still got like 14th or something last year but it was still very disappointing well what's good for Erasmus is you know what he hasn't nailed Kona since the first year so much but he's still been having some impressive results in between times so he had, he had road yep. you know got the world record at this stage it's smoking so you know this year Abu Dhabi which is arguably one of the, the top five races in the world right now for mm. long distance so you know he, he's still pulling out Good performances. Like if he hadn't had any performances, you'd be a bit worried for the guy. But exactly. if he can get that formula right on the day, he's definitely a contender. He is. So, uh, and he's yeah, he, he, he tends to be a uh, big time racer. Um, yep. I'm um, just here. We go. Rasmus Henning. He's ranked fifth on. Uh, so he's had last year's 14th in Kona. Eight eight eight. Good memory. Eight twenty seven. Uh, he was second in Arizona last year, and uh, Hawaii the year before. He's twenty third. Challenge wrote. Eight, uh, did 7.52 and Ironman Hawaii in his first attempt he was 5th and 8.28 and that's when he had the, uh, the, the broken, problem, broken, yeah. broken wrists so um, yeah I think there'll be a lot less pressure on him this year going do you know what I love doing because you know you, you kind of you were a little bit hard on him at the beginning of an interview you kind of saying oh even he's such a great year and he goes well actually I want to and uh, I love you know the guys like that they believe in themselves don't they oh, got it. you know they have that fundamental you know what I back myself mm. you know even when you showed a little bit of doubt and he's like no 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 mate, back it up wait a second <laughs> <laughs> We're going we to we talk our mind on the show. We're going to. But I think he, he, he justified what he was saying because yeah. he has got the results. But it's. um, Yeah, I, I'm fascinated. Like, I'm just so looking forward to this year's Kona. It's going to be great. It's, it's like you, you couldn't have puzzled it together better. Mecca's mm. back. Exactly. Like, I was watching Mecca and he was just annoying the heck out of Crowey. Yeah. You know, yeah, I totally. Just, you know, and then Crowey's, you know, his best race ever last year mm-hmm. you know and we know Crowe is like the ultimate professional so he's going to come back just as sharp Michael Raylert potentially qualifies Michael, Michael Raylert jeez we haven't even talked about Andreas Raylert last mm. year a lot of people were predicting him Pete mm. Jacobs mm. you know you've got Lance mm. you know Erasmus mm-hmm. it's just going to be this could be you know the year we talked about for a long I just time I hope we get some wind over there to sort things out a bit well, more on the bike and I hope we get a good race I hope we get yeah. you know, an exciting race you know like, like the Mecca Raylert kind of race going to be interesting times um, the interview was brought to you by trainingpeaks.com and I guess how this sort of ties in with Rasmus's book he you know he he learned a lot about just keeping a journal every 
every day for like a for like a year and that's really a, a big part of what training peaks is about is you, you often if you haven't kept a log before doing it for a year and just gaining that data and looking back is, is sort of what he did with his with his books so you can get on there make sure you go through imtalk.me click on the logo if you've never kept a training log before um, there's obviously the free version you just go in there and, and try it out for a while what you don't get a lot of is the analysis tools that you get from the premium version if you're going to use get the premium version make sure you use the code imtalk and you get a 15% discount so please get on there and uh, support the sponsors go through imtalk.me you've got to click on the logo then they can see the traffic we're driving through to them and uh, and use it, use it as a tool of sort of reflecting a bit more on uh, on the training you've been doing. Okay, let's put some music on, John. We'll do a website of the week. Luckily we've got one. <laughs> yeah. The website of the week. Jeez, we're in harmony there, weren't we? Go. Gee, I've, been using, I've been learning this new song on the piano. You know that song, We Are Young? Yeah, my kids love that song. Well, you should bring the kids around, John. Yeah, okay. I could play it on the piano now. Family sing song. I'll drop them off. I'll drop them off <laughs> for a week next year. We're, pl- we're, we're already in the planning process for the Kona camp for next year, and the wives are coming. Not for the camp. Oh, really? They're coming. They have a couple of days in, in Honolulu on the way over, and then they'll have um, a few days at Manalani after the camp, and uh, so we need to find babysitters for, for a week. Okay, lock, lock me in. Lock me in. Yep. Singing lessons for yep. a week. They'll be after things. Come back. We are young. We'll, we'll put them up on flipping stars and their eyes or whatever. That's right, yep, stars in their eyes. New Zealand's got talent. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. New Zealand's got talent is where it's at. Yeah. Okay, well, Kevin, Kevin, have we got last name? Vincer? Yep, yeah, go with that. We'll go with that. Yahoo. Maybe it's kevinyahoo.com. <laughs> Maybe. He's, um, he's through a website called trylounge.com. I always hear you guys talking about the lack of pro start lists in Ironman sites. I'm sure, not sure if you guys have used the site before, but got tweeted it out for the start list reporting. It's called trylounge.com and I do I'm, I'm, ha- I'm happy with the site I used it um, this week for, for, for the Regensburg start list so it's pretty good is it well they've got yeah like up here now they've got like the Rev3 pro start list they've got the I'm Austria pro start list basically I don't know where they get all the information from whether they just extract it and, you think and they just offer it themselves that, yeah but it's that's anyway, what real reporters do it's, just, it's just brilliant uh, it's, it's, so it's, that, that's what I one of the key things I like about it the other thing I like about it is it's got um, it's a whole cool. bunch of interviews and they've got some good columnists in there so they've got pro interviews and they've also got uh, interviews with very good age groupers um, they did, did have what looked like a really good newsletter but it seems like it's fallen off the, the um, fallen off a little bit but that, what's cool sometimes about newsletters like you go back and you, as you've done, um, you go back and look at old newsletters. So I was looking here at March twenty. What, what did I do? You went back and listened, what watched the um, the Crowy Macca sort of oh, SmackDown yeah, pre twenty ten. But you can go back in like March 2011, you know, they've got like a Rachel Joyce interview and sort of when those guys really come to the fore, you go back and look at um, some of the things they've done in the past. So it's got a bunch of things on here. Um, they've got co- the columnists, the blogs, they've got. Um, some old newsletters, uh, and then they've got for me. I've never heard of this site. <clears throat> I use their Facebook. I was using their Facebook um, page a little bit. Finish line multi sport, and um, I was using that a bit as well. But right there, <coughs> it's now been added to my my list of favourites for each week. Oh. When, I, when I do my my news prep, I've got about fifteen websites. I quickly scan through to see any news. This is now has made it onto my favourite. Wow, so it must be a good website. Try lounge. You are going. What's places. the worst site? What's the one where you go to each week? You know, I should probably delete that off here. Because there is one, isn't there? Um, you go, why do I even bother to look at this one each week? Yeah, there is a couple on there. 
you're not going to name names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A few of you, if you're listening, you, probably, you don't know who you are, but if you're a Try News website, sounds like what? Stay, sounds, stay on my list. You sounds, need to be up like. to date, and you don't need to be republishing stuff that's been published about a million times already. Yeah. So try lounge, check it out. Try so lounge. It's, a, it's a kind of a site for everything, isn't it? It is. But it also, if you are just looking for the pro races, it's really, really good. And you've just made John's year mm. by coming up with that one. And who, who sent that through, John? Kevin. Kevin Venzer. Venzer. Um, um, do, do, do you want to do Coffees of Hawaii here? Yes. Coffees of Hawaii, John. Can I do my fact first? You certainly do your fact. Because I've got a challenge for, from Tim Rocky McGrath. Right. And he said he sent me through one, and he's got it's, it's a pretty detailed coffee fact. Go, hit, hit me with your detail. Have you ever been asthmatic, John? Yes. Yeah, have you really? Yes. Tell me about it. Sports-induced asthma. Um, still get it just ever so mildly, but when I was a kid, um, I got a little bit more just uh, if I, in the cold, and also just going hard bananas. What's it feel like? Um, you just can't suck in enough air. Is it horrible? Uh, well, I mean, I certainly didn't have the extremes of it, but it wasn't wasn't crazy sort of horrible, but, you know, just, just if you were really puffing and panting, you just can't sucking enough air you know, just sort of trying to get it because if you're like killing yourself that's when you want mm. you know that's when you need air the most mm, exactly oh you poor thing john are you right <laughs> i'm okay Bevan. <laughs> you're, you're i'm okay well he's got bevan you're really scraping the bottom of the barrel you might be interested in the geeky fact which i suppose is more of a caffeine fact i wish i could uh, find the original article which i found uh this information which was very sports focused but the long and short of it is and wait a second before I start he goes he can't wait to hear how I go about saying some of the names on here but I'm yeah. going to cheat so watch this because he's giving me a hard time about because you know you know, guys know what I'm like reading stuff out loud so he's got found um, blah, blah 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 okay long and short of it is that caffeine is one of the whole family of stimulants and uh, well here we go here's my first attempt okay wait a second ready oh it didn't work no oh, the Mac I'm oh there we go wrong Bronchodilators. Right. <laughs> Called, what did you get? Here we go. Exantides. Of interest to me and any other asthmatics out there, it is a stimulant and a bronchodilator connector from a pharmaceutical. Uh, pharma- pharmaceutical? Yeah, well, it's not that. But anyway, no. standpoint, caffeine is very similar to. Wait a second, there's more coming. This is great reading. Theophyllin, which is a medicine on which I spent most of my youth. In addition to helping me breathe better, it had many of the same side effects as caffeine. Until I read that article a number of years back, I never knew there was a connection. In any case, these days, when I race and train, I like to think that my morning cup of coffee is helping me a bit with my lungs. Probably not, but it's not hurting me either. There you so there go. you go. So if you're a bit of asthmatic, coffee's a Hawaii. Yeah. Bevan, you do a Google search while I'm talking. Okay, I'll search. Oh, we need to know the date for Father's Day this year. Father's Day. Because. Um, oh, it's probably different in different countries. Well, let's just go with wherever it's coming up. Um, Father's Day is coming up. Molokai's famous moleskin of coffee with an extra kick. We've saved the largest and best beans of our 2011-2012 harvest just for Dad. So you can buy now. September the 2nd. Surely it must be a different day. They can't be doing a Father's Day one promo already. Well, it must be in America. Okay, let's look America. So they've got a Father's Day roast. So if you, again, if you're looking for a present for Dad, Father's Day present, get get on there. You can, they've got um, an eight ounce bag for eighteen eighty nine, a pound for twenty seven bucks, or two pounds for forty six bucks. It's dark roasted, full. Um, dark June seventeenth. June seventeenth. Yeah. There you go. 
Coming up in a week or so, robust, full body with a smooth finish, a coffee dad will be sure to appreciate limited qualities. I know I've gone on about this a lot over the years, guys, but it's the perfect present for a man. There you go. You know, just get it. Coffees of Hawaii, asthmatics and fathers. Coffeesofhawaii.com. Check it out. Check, check, check it out. Questions and answers. Oh, hold on, hold on. I've got to do my uh, epic camp rap here. Oh, okay. So, um, well, how does it go? Brought to you, keep going, by Blue 7 Tea, Manolani Resort, Solstick Coffee. Of Hawaii, extreme endurance and high fives. Um, but I, I didn't get around to interview all the athletes. Obviously, I got about four or five. Um, four or five for about three minutes. Yeah, but I've got to give a bit of love to some of the athletes because, um, firstly, Phil Patterson. I think oh, he Patterson. was. Yeah, he was the only person I think that did every single session oh, um, nice. of the camp. You do some odd things. Um, <laughs> so the Philinator, he. Uh, Whilst he didn't have his best race, and I sometimes give him a bit of a hard time on the show, he um, was out there and he was cranking it every day into every single session. Nice. So Plus, he was having some late nights. You're so going to just have to quickly name everyone. Yeah. Craig, Craig, Les- Craig, Craig Nicholson and Leslie um, Awesome. Leslie, first time she'd come on a camp. Leslie her- Awesome. Leslie Awesome. <laughs> well, yep. that's a good name. It's the first time she'd come on a tri-camp and uh, did her longest ride ever on the cramp. Nice. Craig is a guy I've been coaching for ages, and it was great to meet him, and he was just steady through everything. Jonathan Shipman, big unit, Jonathan. Big and, unit Shipman, we call him. he just cranked through every day, and I was loving the fact he was passing people on the run um, in the 70.3, and he was just strong and steady throughout. Ian, Ian Wood and Zani Morrison, good Christchurch nice. people. Love those guys. Those two also get a nice little tick because they were they did every single session, the, except that they missed one tiny little short swim and run on the Friday before the race, but they get a tick. What about Rob every P? Single, um, Mr. Rob P? P was unable to attend the camp. Oh, why is his he, name he here? Got, he got injured because uh, I forgot to delete sorry, it off P. there. Steve Hatton, as per Ian and Zania, he was also one that did every single session on the camp and he cranked through the run. Julie Shelley and John Marshall and Phil were sharing a room. Three nineteen. That was that was the party room. Um, Mimi, you've, yeah, we heard friend. from Mimi. Yep. She, she she's also po- doing a post on uh, Endurance Corner about her experiences on the uh, camp. A plus plus. And how she was able to crank through and uh, and race well. Ben Greenfield killed us on the first day of the uh, of faded the ride. after that and faded a little bit after that <laughs> nice work Ben um, Troy Roussel Ben's a bit of a legend in his own world too Ben's he got is. a big audience and the stuff he does he is Troy Roussel he was great on the bike Phil and I a couple of times we got on the front and, and uh, just stopped doing things you're putting me off Bevan you're oh, putting me off no John I'm tactile I have to touch it's just how I roll so you have to get <laughs> Troy Roussel there's some awesome <laughs> what I'm touching John let's not tell them yes there's some awesome you know there's some awesome smooth roads over in Kona and if you go south on the island um, we did this ride and it's super smooth roads and it's a bit undulating and there's not much of a shoulder and um, Pornstar that's Phil and myself were on the front just just pushing a pretty strong pace you know probably 40k an hour all through 50 this 50 I heard yeah through these winding stuff and, and Troy valiantly stayed on our wheel when he pulled up a little after a while goes that is the fastest I'm prepared to go on, on my aero bars <laughs> on any, any sort of uh, descent and David Southall was a late sign up for the camp and he cranked through and uh, just built through the camp very nicely and you also heard from him last week and then our awesome support crew Dave and Rick um, next year next year same camp, eight days. Same same camp, but we're extending by one day. So we're going to have one day longer to allow for a bit of chill-out time so we can make sure we do everything. Also, what do you mean? So it'll be a rest day? It'll be an easier day, day okay. because a lot of the guys piked out on um, on, a, on a ride we had scheduled for, for Thursday. And so a big focus on the camp. they won't do the race. Yeah. Okay. So a big focus on the camp next year is going to be camp completion. I took it a little bit easy on a few people, but they all proved to themselves that they were able to still race well at the end of the camp. 
And one other thing we're going to do that's going to be really cool is we're going to do a point-to-point ride on the second day, which is going to go from Kona around to Volcano, the national park. Nice. Um, and then we're going to have a, a, a van there that's going to sort of shuttle us back, and that's going to be a very cool ride. It's got a big climb at the end of it. So it's, registration's going to be open soon. You can go to epiccamp.com. I've got the basic details up there. Um, but as soon as they announce a race date, registration's going to be open for next year. It is an awesome Kona experience. You get to bike the course. You get to um, be with some like-minded people and also put in a solid week and you get to race on the course at the end of the week so it is going to be awesome okay john there's just a couple of other things here tim hemmings just just come back and saying it's not liking the maca factor last week says it's not the sport not the sport no he says he's, what's happening here is, is wtc maybe we could use this oh you're not so he's, he's not liking that he just cruised through yeah, the race he's um so he's got um, i man turn up and tick the box thing is ridiculous it makes i man look like an amateurish sport can you name another sport where it would happen? I understand WTC wants to encourage its premier stars to race more, but it makes a mockery when they are not competing competing properly. If they need to validate to pander to the WTC, then it should be done in some other way, as the approach is patently not working. Or spectators might like high-fiving Maka on the run course, it's disingenuous to fans and undermines the stature of the race. Would we be better off having him at the finish line, helping with commentary, handing out medals and PRing Ironman... Uh, using then uh, rather than using it as a training day more sinister there's also a feeling that it's more a motivation to kill off competition than rival brands if triathletes have to do WTC Kona's plus one even if they train through it they are less likely to commit to races on the challenge side of things so I don't have a problem with it I do I think it looks, it looks it's, I think it's a bit of a waste of time yeah but it's gonna it's gonna affect so few people you know, yeah, but for me, it's like we get we get you get Macca what three times a year. Mm. We get Macca in an Ironman race three times a year. Last weekend was a waste of his time. Mm. You know, and I'd much rather see Macca. Like when I was in road, and Macca won, I loved watching him run in that mm. race. You know, it was just watching a guy beating himself at the human performance. You know, high level. You know, when you Ken's last weekend, sure, it would be nice high five him. But it's, what's the solution then? Well, that maybe we'll have a discussion of the week around. Okay. That. Okay. Next question. Uh, Joel Lennox giving you a bit of a hard time, John. Oh, come on, Joel. And I know Joel because we do like just listen to the show this week. Thought of discussion of the week uh, topic: objectives other than awesome that John can use to describe hotels, rides, and people. Awesome is your go-to word. I don't have a problem with that. You're pretty. It's pretty awesome, apparently, because yeah, yeah. you even named who did you name before? Good old uh, Leslie Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so just, uh, he's just saying, John, maybe we should help him out with other words. So maybe we could do his discussion of the week. Okay. And then lastly, um, I think it was Peter Colson sent this one through. Mm-hmm. Brian, Brian Rhodes and uh, Luke Bell having a bit of a smack talk on Twitter. Yes, Rosie wasn't happy about them. Uh, totally disgusted with the profile at Ironman Ken's today. We are supposed to be role models for age groupers. The swim is 3.8, not 3.6. Rosie then went on to say... The start line was marked by white boys. The fields drifted forward closer to the red boys, mark around 100 metres. It was disgraceful. Luke Bell came back. Love how Brian Rose claims D-Lo, uh, D, what's his name? The guy who won it? David Dello. Dello. Um, and I cheated in the swim. Maybe you should swim faster and look far right, loser. Ooh, so then he just went, bang, loser. <laughs> and then Rosie came back, mate, I could, uh, you're the loser. <laughs> <laughs> you're the loser 
It's like it's from circles around you. Glad to see you suffer through another Iron Man Cairns. <laughs> but Rudy was the DMF as well, so that was kind of a weak argument. <laughs> <laughs> so so with the pros are definitely showing a high level of maturity, John. Yeah, exactly. Yep, so that was very good. And lastly, um, the photo of this week, we've got, um, who was it from? Frank McVie. And uh, him and his boys have got these outfits, which make them look a little bit naked and uh, slightly disturbing. So I'll put that on the website this week. Athlinks. So, people, what we need you to do is get up onto Athlinks and make sure you've got all your upcoming races uh, updated so people can and, and lay a little bit of SmackDown talk. If, if Macca can do it, just lay a little bit of SmackDown I talk. I tell you guys, that's your challenge for this week. Go on to Athlinks and go onto one of your friends' balls yeah. and just do a cocky comment. Yeah. And put, put just, you know. A lot of you are going to have big races coming up. You know, we're coming into the really big part of the season where you've got, you know, Coeur d'Alene, you've got Placid, you've got, oh, I mean, Switzerland, you've got Austria, you've got Rote, you've got all these big races coming up. So make sure you get them registered up on Athlinks. They should, they should already be up there, but just make sure that you register your participation, put it onto your calendar, put up your goals for the race, and, uh, and yeah, just put a, put a bit of a jibe on people. Say, you know, if I was racing, I'd say, Bevan... You just uh, you just you just watch out for me, big boy. I'm gonna I'm just gonna crush you. You can you think you might ride up to me? You got no show. Okay, Newson, I'm taking you down this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would have me shaking in my boots. <laughs> You'd have to do a Luke Bell and be 50 meters out the front. Loser, loser. I'd start twittering you and I'd mid bike ride. I'd have the my, show's over. I don't want to see you ever again. <laughs> I'd have my phone in my pocket, just tweeting <laughs> you. You'd be 20 meters up the road. I'm going to get you. If that's ever going to happen, we're going to be able to race with phones and stuff. Well, and you, look at, you, look at, you look at pro sport, you look at like Redon and stuff, those guys interview in the halftime, which really I find annoying. Yeah. Yeah, they interview the, the players halftime. So, they do that in rugby now. Yeah, to, yeah and so I, I do see it that eventually we'll almost have commentating from the athletes in the race. Yeah, they you do know. it in cricket a bit in, in 2020s yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, they actually have mics on the guys, don't they? What's hilarious is when they say, right, I'm going to hit this next ball for six over this year, and then they do it. Oh, it's, really? Yeah, yeah. Really? So it's brilliate. Oh, that's impressive. So, so Athlinks. So make sure you get up there, get onto Athlinks, put the, your upcoming races, your A race for the season, lay a bit of Smackdown talk out there, and uh, and obviously once you've done and dusted your races, you can put your unofficial result up straight away, and then the official ones will trickle in uh, once they've got their system updated. So check it out on Athlinks.com. The sponsors are? Coffeesofway.com, um, Father's Day. Uh, yes, Father's Day. Extreme Endurance. Um, there's no downside. There's no, there's no downside. And athlinks.com. John, I'm smashing you in that swim. Yeah. <laughs> I could probably go. get you for 10 metres. Yes. I could probably be over 25, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Once we go longer than that. Although I am the current 50 metre record holder. <laughs> I'm going to have to think up a Kona challenge for this. <laughs> We're going to have to come up with another Kona challenge. <laughs> You might be beating me in Ironmans, but most of the other challenges I'm actually beating you on. Mm, this, this is yeah, true. because I'm the current, I've even got the trophy in my office from Kona. Okay. Um, I've got to get a bit of love to everybody who supported the Ironman New Zealand uh, charitable trust that was set up um, by Ironman New Zealand in 2011 when we had the earthquakes down here. So they raised, I think, around about $90,000, yeah, and they've been cool. dish, dishing that out to people in need in Christchurch and we just we got reminded last night again we had like a little earthquake in the middle of the night woke us all up big one eh hey? yeah so it was, it was decent um, and that's a year and I suppose it's about a year and a half on now but anyway long story short is uh, they're dishing out the money but they want to make sure that it gets as widespread as possible in, in Christchurch so I approached them to say hey can I, if I put on a camp can you help subsidise people so it can be next to no cost for them to do it so uh, next January we're putting on sort of a pre-Ironman camp um, and it's going to be a four day awesome awesome camp 
gonna be, it's going to be an awesome camp around uh, the, the Alpine Triangle of Christchurch. So if you're listening to this and if you live in Christchurch and you haven't got the email, it should have gone out to every everybody who's done an Ironman in the Christchurch region. You don't have I didn't to get one. Didn't you? No. Okay, then. I'd better make sure I announce this. Yeah, because I would, I'd love to do a camp. Yeah, there yeah. you go. So maybe because you've, they've got your old email address. You used to be on an iHug thing, didn't you? No, but I've been on IM Talk. I did an Ironman on IM Talk. Okay. Well, anyway, if you've done an done any Ironman anywhere in the world ever, um, and you're living in Christchurch, you've lived through the earthquakes, um, go to Ironman co.nz and it's got uh, the details of the camp up there it's a four day camp it's mid-January mid and it's like 150 bucks for basically all inclusive for four days yeah it's pretty great so can't beat it okay John so what's your goss we're going to run out of battery we've got oh no we've got nine minutes okay we've got nine minutes so what's my goss back from Kona struggling to get back on top of things Belinda always says the same thing whenever I go on camp I come back and I'm a wreck and I'm just miles behind on my work and it's always a bit of a struggle but that struggle got amplified even further because we're leaving. Tell us about your flight home. We're leaving. Well, to start with, I had to have a night in Sydney because my Jet connections Star. didn't work. Yep. Jetstar was actually quite good. Well, but John, you were a day and a half late home. No, that wasn't their fault. Well, so whose fault was it? It was the Christchurch weather. So I'm, oh, we were flying of out of Sydney the next morning, and uh, and I knew it was going to snow in Christchurch. So I saw the weather report, and I said to the people, "Are we going to be able to land? Yeah, it's supposed to be a bit of snow coming. Hey, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're flying over, coming into land in Christchurch. Pull up. Sorry, people. We're heading up to Auckland. It's snowing. The runway's closed. And so then I was delayed in Auckland for a day and a half. So you didn't go home for another day and a half after you meant yeah, to get home? but they looked after me exceptionally. I've got to give them a little love. Jets, we've been coming down hard on Jetstar. Oh, this is a good they, reason. They put me up in the Novotel in Auckland. Oh, gave they put me you three up? meals. Very nice it? hotel. It was, it was quality. Oh. Um, so I can't complain too much about that. And they just put us onto another flight. So customer service there was good. Um, so I was a day and a half late getting back. And you said we do get food. We do get food. Because I think we're booked on Qantas as a coach here so we get we do get a little bit of food other people if you booked on Jetstar you don't get no food you're out of there look at us going look at those rich people yes with their, their one roll yeah <laughs> so I'm back and back in a groove and got some got some got some planning to do I've got, I've got, got some goals for next year I think I've got a oh. little strategy to discuss with feed, you later feed the on. backs or about them involve me no not involve you oh. <laughs> great <laughs> Let's see if I can get in shape for the camp next year and see if I can uh, do something at the 70.3. And that might lead on to uh, other things later in the year. I might come over with you. you do go. the camp. There you go. Show me the money, baby. <laughs> what I do say is a couple of things. If you haven't listened to Scott Molina interview yet, make sure you do on Legends of Triathlon because it is bloody awesome. Um, and we're getting lots of good feedback about it. People are loving it. So if you haven't listened to it, make sure you check it out. Other thing is I've got my latest copy or episode of fitness behavior out yesterday so if you haven't checked that out it's a really interesting one actually so check it out but also john i must be getting older you must be getting older because you've got the receding hairline what else well, is going not, on yeah maybe i'm a bit hypercritical of myself and mm. the receding is not that bad but at the supermarket the other day joe buys a bottle of wine i get i get two bottles of coke zero two bottles of sprite zero mm-hmm. each week that's that's gonna last me for the week and then what happens is that's my kind of my drink and Joe buys a bottle of wine so it kind of evens out about the same price I definitely get a lot more liquid for my dollar don't yeah. I <laughs> it kind of it works yeah. out well they always ask you for ID don't they yes or at the supermarket they have to because the young people are probably too young to yep. justify so they get the person person comes up behind me and goes excuse me so can I have your she come up behind me can I have your turns around the front she goes oh no it's okay but I just had that one distance call oh because yeah, yeah. I thought obviously side on I'm looking pretty young yeah. front on crusty old man crusty old man John yeah no put my heart it's tough at the top Bevan it is it's tough, tough at the top. top it's tough at the top how's fitness 
Actually, I'm feeling really fit right now. Mm-hmm. My body's good. I've been doing some weights, feeling strong. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to go to this camp next year and dominate the <laughs> dojo. Dominate the dojo. <laughs> you would be climbing to Volcano National Park and you'll just be crushing us all. 7.3 is my distance nowadays because you don't really have to train for a 7.3. <laughs> well, what's your, uh, your, um, didn't you have a tip of the week or something like yep, that? Yep, tip of the week. Tip of the week. Okay, I've got a project for you guys this week. Bevan's tip of the week. Right. I've got a project for you guys this week. Mm-hmm. Before every session you do this week. I'm getting the finger pointed at me, so this see, is serious. I've got serious. It's not a fun tip this week. I'll yeah. have a fun, each week I'll go fun tip one week, serious tip the next week. Done. For every session you do this week, before you get out the door, stop and write down the objective for the session. Okay. Write it on a piece of paper. I guarantee you have the best week of training you've had in a while. Okay. Yep. It's Bevan James Isles. I've guaranteed it. Guarantee. Just stop. Go, my objective is to do this power for 20 Is that a money back guarantee? Yep, yeah. Because it costs them nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can definitely guarantee that. Yeah. Do you know what's funny, John? It's oh, yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> Considering if we'd done that other interview, we would be over two hours today. Yeah. The other week we did a long show and we did Shabam at the end of it. Shazam. It was Shazam, was it? Yeah. yeah. And it's the people people still go on Facebook now going Shazam. <laughs> it's like guys, it was a month ago. Yeah. Sharpen up. But I think whenever we go over an hour forty for a show, yeah, we think we've been hour forty today. We're now 15 now. No. Rasmus was about 25. Yeah, it's close to an hour 40. Okay. Was that an hour 40? Yeah. We're going to do a word. Okay. Okay, so, so what's Bamboozled. Bamboozled. Yeah. Nice, nice. Next week may be awesome. Mm. <laughs> Maybe. So, bamboozled. Okay? okay, so that's this week's word. So, if you if you listen to the show, oh no, my thing broke. Um, if you listen to the show, and that wasn't my bum, that was my chair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you got to this point in the show, bamboozles the password. You know, one other, one other uh, I'm going to have the last word, Thomas's fifth birthday yesterday. Oh, wow. So five. So he's going to school? No, he's at Montessori, so he stays on at the end of the year. So he's like year zero at school, so it makes no difference. So he's at Montessori. Does he want to go to school, but? No, he's sweet. He's got his best mates, his best mates at preschool are all staying on as well. Why do they do that? Because it's the Montessori way of doing it. It's pretty good. I, I vouch for it. If you've got a Montessori school near you, preschool, quality. Why? It's just... Uh, it's practical, practical, very practical way of doing things. You know, like you don't give them plastic cups and stuff. You have crockery cups. So if you drop a cup, you learn pretty quick that it breaks. Oh. Um, and it's quite structured. And a lot of their things are, you know, it's it's quite structured learning. You know, you've got a lot of bigger to smaller things. So I think at, at playgroups and stuff, you go along, the kids just go nut bar yeah. for, for the morning. Whereas they're, they're, it's obviously still a lot of play, but it's quite structured play and, and learning play. You know, you go biggest to smallest and lots of different things like that. It's really good. Really, really a, good. Do you have a party? We had a party, bouncy castle. You got a bouncy castle mm-hmm. in the Newsom, halls. The Newsom family doesn't hold back. And next year, I want two bouncy castles: one for the boys, <laughs> one for the girls. Was the two bouncy was castles? It, it was. Uh, it was a bit of carnage. It's it pretty heated when you have the party, isn't it? Uh, it's just how many kids did you have? About fourteen or something like that. Just, just pump up the bouncy castle and just go for it. Really? You've got to have your grandfather's got to be on crowd control. Make sure there's not too many. Oh, so you, you give the hard work to the grandfather. Yeah, and uh, and it's all good. The boys fight? No, it's just a bit of pushing, getting up the ladder of the slide on the bounce castle. So it was all good though. Do you have good. brothers? You're yeah. the younger one, aren't you? Yeah, I'm way younger. So did they beat you up? Nah. Did I, you have a, I showed you, them who's boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we've got it's a long enough show, but I just wanted to share Thomas with but you guys have all lived through Thomas's five years because we sort of, you know, we've been going for Yeah, six he wasn't or around six. when we started. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're older than he is. He's a Z grade celebrity, going places. It's gonna be massive. Next week's show is going to be a great one. <laughs> it is. <laughs> only we is up. <laughs> okay, here we go. Iron Russ. I'm in Train hard. Train tight. Kick hard.